Welcome to a very special edition of The Create Unknown. Thanks to all of you, we had an incredible year. And before we do more, we've got Meat Canyon, Rusty Cage, Cordwit, and others coming. We wanted to recap some of the absolute best moments of 2020, as chosen by us and our patrons. We've got Jay Schlatt, we have Michael Reeves, iDub, Psychic Pebbles, and more. But we're going to start with Justin Wang, whose retweet is actually coveted currency in the YouTube ecosystem. He's also got a theory about the boogie gun incident, too. Here we go. It's funny, too, what you mentioned, um, with, like with my retweets, that like the horror of it, because one of like the lesser known phenomenons of my retweets, sometimes like a very small account will post something really funny. So I'll retweet it. And every once in a while, they'll like delete it or go private because they don't like the attention, even if it's like positive attention. It just bothers them. That's weird. They want to remain lurking at, at all costs. Yeah, they 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 want to just like talk out into the world without being seen. What is the point of that? It's just like shouting into a void. And then when the yeah. void shouts back, <laughs> you cower. <laughs> like, I get it when you like if it's like something where someone had a, a dumb take and everyone's shitting on them. But that's always been the weirdest thing that happens <laughs> every once in a while. And has a retweet too, ever gone wrong? Has a retweet ever gone wrong? I mean, yeah. I mean, it goes wrong every time I retweet it. And then it, it'll be like a very like dry, sarcastic or ironic joke. But someone will take it literally and go into, we'll explain it to the person that made the joke with like a well actually kind of post. And I'll mm. be tagged in it. So I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> There's always someone there's always someone doing the the well actually no matter where you are whether it's on youtube Absolutely. or where you're on twitter and i mean there was something i read where i had originally read that like 10 percent of people do not understand humor like cannot get different forms of humor like like say sarcasm for instance as a form of humor like would not understand that you would say something but the intention is to mean the opposite of what you say so yeah. you know if 10 percent that's a lot of people that's one out of 10 that read the thing think that your joke is very literal then you're going to get a lot of responses from people who i mean matt what was the thing you got into uh weeks ago with someone gosh it was on vsauce 2 twitter huh. I, I can think of a number of situations that start out was. like that with Matt. Yeah, it just turned <laughs> yeah, into this actually, like, contentious thing, uh, <laughs> like so unnecessarily where Matt was obviously joking and it ended up being like a 19 tweet back and forth conversation with the person. Oh, yeah, I remember that because it got strangely deep. It wasn't like two or three replies. It was many, many replies. And I, I can picture the thread in my head, but I can't say what it was about i know that i replied to a, a tweet of yours um it, where it, it just obviously was a joke like it, it would be very difficult very difficult to read that and not know that it was completely tongue-in-cheek and and yeah a lot of people took that very literally um and, and didn't let go of it either uh and and then the fault was mine you know they they claimed that the problem was me not realizing that it it wouldn't be taken as a as a joke. There was, was no the, sense of responsibility. It was the swimwear one, wasn't it? Where I, I oh I my post, god, yes. I posted. I found this. Um, okay, so people hate Tumblr, right? Anytime mm -hmm. I've ever linked to Tumblr, it's like a lot of negativity. 
But Tumblr has amazing images that you can't find anywhere else for some reason I've found. So I still go to Tumblr because there are a lot of really weird accounts that post like old video game ads. I sent one old video game to you once, Justin, that was uh, like an old Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah, ad. yeah. I remember that. It was super cool. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I follow like a lot of retro computer accounts, um, a lot of like 80s accounts. Anyway, this image popped of these people wearing swimsuits in like an, an old computer room from 1983 like the kind Wait, of I think I saw that um yeah there's like this I think there's a cute this account on Twitter uh computer aesthetic or something like that That's I think they account, posted yeah. that yeah that might have been who it was so I posted it on Vsauce too because it was so such a weird photo um with the caption swimwear was mandatory for using computers in 1982 um, yeah, and, and so it's like, no, it isn't. This isn't true. You're making this up. <laughs> and then well, Matt, I yeah, used to, I used a computer in 1980s and we weren't wearing swimsuits. <laughs> this is false. So a, a kid replied, obviously as a joke saying, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know why this would be mandatory. And so I replied to him saying, if you don't understand why you're never going to make it in this game, oh, God. Like, you're never going to make it in the tech sector or something like that. And yeah. that unleashed like a dozen <laughs> people uh who who you know said it had nothing to do with computers like like i was wrong about that and then when i said oh it was a God. joke no no it's it wasn't clear that it was a joke so i'm the one with the problem and I, i'm just looking at this thinking like i can't give up on this because it's just too because it's so stupid that these people yeah. can't see this really like it's not even like a subtle joke it's very obviously <laughs> a joke and they're just <laughs> refusing to understand anything besides the most literal, literal aspect of it. Like if I have an opportunity to engage in a conversation with somebody about why you don't have to wear a Speedo when using a computer terminal, I'm going to I'm going to get in that conversation and I'm not going to go until it's over. Sometimes that's the, sometimes that's the game you got to play at, where <laughs> for like for the not not for their sake, because they're lost. But for the enjoyment of the people watching, you got to take what they're doing <laughs> and like go even harder. You got to like you got to like whatever, whatever brain situation they're coming at you with. You got to double it <laughs> for comedic effect. I looked at it thinking, all right, this person is troubled by what's going on. But uh, I'm sure there are a bunch of people who are looking at this, you know, having a ball watching it go down. So I'm just going to keep going. There's a part of me, and I realize, like, Boogie is not going to like me saying this, and pro Frank probably isn't either. And I'm re I've realized I'm going into, like, Montreal screwjob levels of conspiracy theory here. <laughs> like, I remember how, like, Scott Hall said it at the end of the fucking Montreal screwjob, Dark Side of the Ring, and everyone told him what a fucking idiot he is about it. But despite the fact that there is legitimate police reports, despite the fact that I've had people privately mention things that lead me... That we're trying to lead me to believe that this whole thing is, in fact, real. There's still a part of me that wonders if there's like an aspect of this that is a work. And I think about, I think of like, I feel like guys like Boogie and people like around him, like they've all got that like that pro wrestling brain where it's like if you have the opportunity to take your keep and kayfabe into real life and even trick your friends and family, that's an exciting thing. So I feel like even if, I mean, if obviously it was fake, they wouldn't tell us it was fake, right? But they might tell people what? privately. But I, I don't know. I, I've still there's a part of me that thinks there might be a, might be a work involved here at some point. What's the end game on that, though? So if they concoct this plan, it's it's crazy. They do all of this. 
how does it play out to to be a good thing for for boogie especially how does this work um i i honestly i don't know but i i feel like in the uh, there's like the kind of like a there could just be like a blanket idea that it's like it's good you have attention on projects whatever it is that you're doing you get attention and it just becomes something even if you don't have a even if you don't have like a clear mastermind view of what it is and I, I, I 100% know it. Boogie, if Boogie hears this, he's going to be pissed that I said this because he like he went off on Monday and Matt for saying this. But yeah, uh, just the other night. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, probably Monday Matt it, asked him this and it was 20. Actually, it was more like 30 minutes. He asked exactly that question that you just posed. Yeah. And, and, and his point of view was that uh, I'm looking at at the evidence here and it it seems worked up. You know, he, he just asked him if it was and Boogie spent 30 minutes completely freaking out uh, on him for having the audacity to even question whether it's real and then culminating in, in asking him if he molested babies. So that was a bit odd. Oh, yeah. uh, but he was trying to make a rhetorical point there that uh, I, I don't know if it worked, um, but he's vehemently, vehemently denying that it's remotely possible that any of this could be fake, but at the same time, you're looking at it. Uh, we're all looking at it and thinking, yeah, there's a the portion of this that 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 kind kind of seems funny. Yeah. Wait. For I mean, people, it's, for, now for it's in territory though, where like the truth of this could never, if it were fake, that is, the truth of it can never, ever, ever, ever come out, or these guys would be in such big trouble, like more, way more than they would be in now for what's went down. Michael Reeves is one of our favorite evil geniuses, and he's got a unique workflow that runs parallel to his overall mystery. And a little bit about a piss cup. Yeah, yeah, so much harder. It's because, like, I have a really just dumb way of, of working on videos and stuff in general. Um, like, it's it's just, like, even the way I, f I film is, like, I'll, I, I, I don't film it all and then go to edit. I, like, I'll... I'll film it like the intro and then I'll go to premiere up in my room and then I'll put it in. I'll edit it all together and then I'll go downstairs and I'll film like the next scene and oh, I'll take wow. the SD card and like, fucking scamper upstairs and do the whole thing again. So I do it in like like in, you know, I, I edit while I film, which is weird. I, I it's just always how I've done it. And just the only way that kind of makes sense to me, I'm not able to like visualize a whole ass video just off the rip. That shit's hard. So I kind of like I like like Legos, mega blocks, building it kind of as I go. Um, it's just easier to visualize for me. Oh, that makes a lot of sense now that you say that, though, because there are yeah, so many weird. different scenes and so many different setups, and there'll be like split second jokes that, that it does seem like it would be kind of impossible to do all at once. Like I was telling Matt earlier, what video of yours was I watching? There was some video where you... Um, you did like a you were doing a montage scene like you were getting ready to build the thing and and you have like a big whiteboard you know covered in calculations and drawings or whatever but then the yeah. the scene is you just drawing like a crudely cartoonish penis on on the whiteboard yeah. and like, yeah. like that yeah. was it it was like a split second joke and and that's a, a kind oh, of a yeah. lot of setup for a one second joke because you have that whole whiteboard with, with like that, like looks very serious. And then you just draw a dong. Um, and then the next, <laughs> and then the, the next shot is you like reading a book and instead of the classic, like lick your thumb to get, you know, uh, some text texture on <laughs> it the, the to get some uh, spit on it. So you can grab the page. You just start like 
sucking. <laughs> you just sound like deep throating your finger. It's so gross when people lick their fingers to make <laughs> books. So I want to make fun of it for a second, you know? <laughs> you just fucking turn the page. But it's like, like, it, are those jokes the thing you did just one day? Like one day you're like, I'm going to come up with some jokes for this montage. And then like, that's the extent of your work on the thing for that day. And then you edit it together. And then the next day you work on the next part of the video. Like, how does this, how does the, how is the sandwich made? I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'll go upstairs. Uh, like the, the intro is usually the hardest part, actually, because it's like I'm going from nothing, nothing to build off of. It's like a Minecraft block. You can't just put it down in the in the in the end in space. You, you need like something to build off of. Um, but once I have the intro, like I'm like, OK, what just go? What would go next after the intro? Like what would make sense to go here? And then like I'm like, OK, I'll go film that. That's like I don't know if I'm a dumbass and I say some stupid shit, then that's that's a joke in there. But it's just like do one thing and then I go and edit all together, see how that works. And I'm like, OK, it would make sense to do what this next thing and then like some other shit. It's very hard for me to do anything else. Uh, I don't like other the other way where you just film everything, plan it, and then go. That's why it's hard for me to like actually work with people. Um, as much as I like would like to do collaborations, it's just like I just have this brain dead style of filming and editing stuff that makes it difficult. So this is so this is my piss cup project. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're so we're this, gonna need right. Uh, we're gonna oh, need man. plentiful this description. <laughs> For the oh, audio episode so okay. of what's happening so, right now. Oh no, my battery. <laughs> this said is that so a matter funnel of factly. So okay, and sorry, a flow sorry. meter sensor, right? This is a funnel and a flow meter sensor. And so when you put liquid through this, you can detect the interrupts on this little ESP32 board, which is like um it's like an Arduino that smokes crack. It's it's an Arduino that connects over the network. Um it can do WebSocket, it can do HTTP stuff. It's very it's very cool. Um and so I, I go to the bathroom just so much on stream because um, I have like I have this like this. My bladder popped once when I was in high school. I'll tell you about that later if you want to hear. Um, but I piss a lot. So I, I track it with this I, or I'm I'm making the building of this on stream. So I, I'm going to put this in my toilet. We're on like the later stages of the project. I piss into the funnel and then it it, it sends that data to a WebSocket server on my computer that makes an OBS overlay for my stream that is a cup filling up with piss. And there's like combo meters <laughs> and I'm I'm da I'm data logging everything in a in a Mongo Mongo in a Mongo database. And so you can call it back, do data science on my piss. It's like I can't make this a video, but I think it's fun and I, I like doing it on stream is badass. Um why really can't cool. you make I, it a like, video? I learned because a we're of... gonna make this a highlight on the highlights show. <laughs> well I like I don't I don't like, I like this. This is fun. More, I, I'm not super like, oh, wow, piss cup. It's more fun that I get to do all the technical <laughs> stuff on stream for content. And then, like, the actual application for this is me going to be, like, a couple streams just pissing into it. And then take maybe <laughs> doing some, like, data analysis on, like, my piss stream. Like, it's very cool. I got, like, a database set up, and we did, like, data logging. Um, and you can make graphs out of, like, how 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 much i'm peeing like a curve um yeah that's that stuff is just so fun for um it's that's i think that's what streaming is for me it's for it's like a dump for all the shit that i think is kind of cool but don't want to make a video out of that is a literal stream stream yes <laughs> yes first of all <laughs> second of all what is a combo 
when it comes to peeing, how, well, how do you, how like, do you combo your pee? I don't know. Well, you can treat the data any way you want. <laughs> so it's like the, every time the cup fills up, a little combo meter flashes on the stream. Combo one, combo two, combo three, as many times as I can fill a cup. It's oh, very fun. Okay. So that very it has cool. to do with the amount. Okay. How yeah, did you pop your bladder? Oh, my God. It's like right now, as I'm talking to you, I am filled with piss. I need to go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> but in high, not not high school, maybe a year after, I was at a sushi place with some friends. Um, I was just like drinking water and um, like drinking a lot of water. And I had like many cups. I had to piss really bad. But, you know, I, I wanted to pay for mine. Got to like the back of the line. It took for goddamn ever. Uh, they didn't have a bathroom in the sushi place so i had to go to the mall bathroom i i went to it and i need to piss so bad and like you know as you're like undoing your belt buckle like you suck in right so you can get the belt buckle undone and so like as i went did that i felt like a physical pop in my in my abdomen and and it was it was painful it was like almost audible probably more to me because it was in my body and i like i i did my piss but i was like getting super lightheaded and uh i i and like my vision was getting gray on the sides and I had to like sit um, on the ground outside for like 15, 20 minutes um, to just recuperate. And the, after that, I was fucking fine. But now I like I feel like I hold half as much piss. Like I need to go to the bathroom all the goddamn time now. So that's that's kind of where, you know, piss cup comes into play on my stream. I'm pissing 10 times, 15 times a stream. Now they get to see how much I'm peeing on this OBS, the stream overlay, which is very, very fun. So I get to, I, I got to work with a lot of technologies for this. Like this is like so many technologies put together on like a dumb project. I got to learn how to use, like I had no fucking idea this existed. Uh, someone suggested that I use this in my chat on my stream. And I was like, what the fuck is ESP32? I go learn what it is on stream. I can, I learn to work with it. Um, and it's, it's cool. Like you learn new things, like just by doing random shit. Jay Schlatt was one of our most popular episodes of 2020. He tells us about an exceedingly warm Captain Sparkle's mansion experience, and it gets even more heated about cereals and cereal residue. I know Captain Sparkles, when he bought his Ford GT, like that, that fucking supercar that he keeps in his garage, he had to get like approved for it. He had to send in an application and Ford was like, yeah, you're cool enough to buy this car. Apparently you can only get it if you're like super rich or, uh, or like have have some huge following a Ford GT. Yeah, it's it, it's like this shit that you just see in Need for Speed. Like I, I didn't think I'd ever see one in real life. Oh, I'm looking it up. It's insane. Yeah, Ford GT supercar, Captain Sparkles, that Minecraft money, dude. <laughs> yeah, mining those diamonds. Yeah. Captain Sparkles is like fucking narcissist, bro. We showed up to his house. Um, early this year i think it was in january um <laughs> we wanted to know where he because we were we were doing this whole shoot week thing for uh for a group we had made and uh we were we were chilling in a in a house in hollywood hills this this nice big house and uh we were like oh well jordan's in the area we might as well uh we might as well try to link up with him and film some stuff and <laughs> And and we we go to Jordan. I DM him or Carson DMs him, and he and he goes, "Well, where? What's your address, man? Well, we want to come over and shoot some stuff." And he goes, "Just Google it." What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because apparently he had 
you know, he had all these articles written written about him about where he lives. So he's like, yeah, just fucking Google it. <laughs> and so we Googled where he lived and then we rolled up and we went inside. He let us inside. And dude, it was fucking 95 degrees in his house. And he shows up in what? like, yeah, yeah, this huge fucking mansion. Everything's white and tidy. Like there's nothing on the the, the house is immaculate. He shows up in a black shirt and black sweatpants. And it's, it is a fucking like greenhouse. <laughs> I, I, it, it was like the most rich person thing I'd ever seen in my life. It was so fucking hot in his house. And he was just Why sitting there. Why is that there. a rich person well, thing? Well, I mean, Why well, would you no want one, it to be a hundred degrees? Well, no one else. What? It's called air conditioning. Kevin, no one else is going <laughs> to. <laughs> I know this man has air conditioning in his house. I know for a fact he does. But oh, dude. No one else keeps their house that hot, and except <laughs> unless you are this egomaniac rich person, and that's nothing against. Really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. How is it a flex? I, I don't understand. He's the heating. Logic. He's overheating just because he can. Just is that a real theory he here? Why would he stop at ninety five then? I don't know. Why not I hit triple been, digits? Could have been a little hotter than that. I, but the second I stepped in, I just immediately started sweating. Yeah, you know, he had. Do you think it was that hotter inside the house than outside? It was hotter inside. What? <laughs> it was hotter inside what? than it was outside because it. I mean, his house is all glass too. You know, it literally was a greenhouse. Oh, okay. Sounds that way. Yeah. So yeah, then, I'm wondering if this is some sort of like sauna thing, like a health maybe thing, it like is. some sort of LA guru thing where you're like just sweat out the toxins. Maybe it is, man. but like, I had never heard of it. I mean, usually, maybe it's that? usually if you want a sauna, you go to a sauna. And, you know, you have that room that's hot, not the whole house. But again, it just supports my theory that it's some rich person shit. You can you can turn your whole house into a sauna. Dude, it's the fucking Minecraft money. And then he took us into his garage. Yeah, but he was nice enough to let you he over. Was nice enough. He was nice he was enough, nice to, enough right? to invite us right? in. That was nice of him. He could have just said, leave me alone. He could have. He very no well could have just said that. Uh, but it does. It gets worse. It gets worse, guys, because... He was like, yeah, let's go to the garage. And uh, we go into the garage and it's a little cooler in there. Uh, it's, this is where he stores his fucking supercars. And uh, the Ford GT is in there and it's, you know, one of the one of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen in my life. He doesn't let me touch it or anything. Um, and so right next to the Ford GT that's sitting in the garage is a framed photo of a picture of the Ford GT in the garage. <laughs> That's that's pretty meta. The dude literally like took a picture of the Ford GT sitting in his garage, printed it out, <laughs> and then put it up on the wall. Oh if, man! As Why he, stop as there? You Just can, do a mural. Yeah, as if he forgot a whole wall mural. As if he forgot what it looked like. <laughs> what part of the serial okay. tier list upset you? Well, uh, as soon as you drop this, uh, let me guess. Raisin brand in the Discord because you're old. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, uh, you, what do you Colon like? What do you blow like? Fiber cereal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, our champion, our overall champion, was cinnamon toast crunch, and you've only got it at B tier. Okay, and I think very, that was very the initial easy, gripe. very easy explanation for this. Okay, okay. Cinnamon toast crunch is a great cereal. I love cinnamon toast crunch, but there's a better option available, and that is French toast crunch. You guys ever tried that? I have. I didn't no. expect you to. I so I have. 
I, I don't. Is why is it better? Because it's why just is, it's just a better it tasting isn't cereal. It it's a better tasting cereal. It doesn't really? cut the roof of your mouth. The fuck are you talking about? It tastes like maple syrup. It's no? delicious. And there's no residue. Mm. If you just shovel, if you shovel the fucking shit out of the box, like I usually do, instead of just eating it with a spoon, like a normal person, like I said, like I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking caveman, dude. I just eat residue cereal is out of the box. A feature. Yeah. What residue? The residue is a feature, not a bug when it comes to cereals. What do you you mean, want, what, what the fuck do you mean? What residue? You want a slimy reminder what? of the experience. No, you don't. No, you don't. Listen, I, yes, I, you do. I eat cereal when it's I'm multitasking. I'm fucking editing when I'm eating cereal out of the box. I need no residue. <laughs> I'd be scooping that shit. All right. What when is I'm, the residue? How you cannot, just you cannot get you cannot work with residue on your fingers. And cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> is the fucking number one suspect when it comes to getting residue. What how does how does Quisp make A tier? That's okay. another wait, have you wait, wait, have you had out. Quisp before? I don't think so. So why are you even asking? I don't why are you asking what <laughs> the well, isn't of Quisp if you've never boring? had Crisp Quisp before? There's there's the O's I got, in S tier. I gotta I gotta there's give you quisp, I gotta like, give you the rest. I gotta give you the rest. I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I haven't finished my fucking explanation about the cinnamon toast crunch. All right, okay. you're getting me off topic. Okay. French toast crunch is better than cinnamon toast crunch, so it has to be lower. Cinnamon toast crunch has to be lower than French toast crunch, right? Sure, that's fair. Yeah. When it comes to maple syrup cereals though like french toast crunch there's a better option than french toast crunch and that's the ego cereal which which is just like immaculate that, that that is the best tasting cereal i've ever had and so that means that french toast crunch has to be lower than ego on the tier list so if you do the simple fucking math tabber you you get the fact that cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> has to be b that is the <laughs> highest it can go <laughs> Okay, oh so it's God. it's just a logic game at this point. So how does Tabor? How does Reese's Puffs? I don't give a fuck. Reese's Puffs is <laughs> Reese's Puffs is fucking candy. How's that dude? so low? Yeah, why, why would that make it high? I mean, how do you put that at C? Because I feel like shit whenever like I eat it. Objectively, a good experience. It's not a good experience. Oh, but you, you don't feel you don't, you don't eat Reese's Puffs and then go when mm, you eat I'm ready, to have, I'm ready to have a good day. You don't. You feel good about feel yourself. You don't have a about blood sugar issue when, when you crunch jam berries. crunch berries in I your face. I feel great about myself. I feel terrible when I eat all <laughs> berries. Oops, all berries. Fuck you. Because that's just that's that's like Reese's Puffs. That's just fucking gluttony. You, you're eating oops, all berries. It's disgusting. I really miss waffle. I, I think Chris, we had though. tricks high too. Fuck. Our tricks. people voted oh tricks really high. Tricks sucks. And I wasn't. I didn't. I'm get not that. a big fan of tricks. That was our yeah our fan our uh, patrons like tricks. Tricks is a disgusting, yeah. disgusting I cereal. I, I um, don't know why there's so much love for for tricks, but it was really high. Like I think it was in the final vote for the best cereal. What? And I yeah I kind of at a certain point you just step back and realize that that sometimes your community community is monstrous, yeah. you know, yeah. and you have to let that play out. <laughs> Um, and that was one of those points where it's like, yeah, I, I don't understand anything about what's happening right now, but if they want tricks, they want tricks. Thank God it didn't win, but I, I think it got second. Um, I want to say two things really quick here. One is that I've never had Eggo cereal, so I Googled it. And when you Google Eggo cereal, <laughs> a picture of John Riggs comes up. And if anyone who doesn't know who John Riggs is, he he does uh he does youtube he does gaming videos but he's obsessed with cereal schlatt do you know john no riggs is. okay if you're a cereal guy then you're gonna have to uh look up john riggs because he is like the cereal, the guy. cereal guy and the fact 
Dude, you you Google Echo Serial and a picture with his face shows up. What? Really? I mean, come on. That's amazing. Yeah. I see a um, thumbnail where there's a, a, he's holding a box of Morning Summit, which looks like oh some granola kind of I thing. See him. And it says worth $13. Like, I'm just intrigued on how he's getting cereal value to that degree. I see him. Like why he's pumped about a $13 cereal. He's obsessed Look, sometimes with cereal. He's the sometimes cereal Sometimes it's guy. hard to get cereal. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, you don't see it on the shelf. You got to buy it on Amazon for like 10 bucks. I mean, that's the deal with Quisp. It's never in the, sh- never on the shelves. Never find Quisp anywhere. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So then my second question has to do with residue. I want to talk about sure. residue. So residue okay. is the stuff on your hands yeah. you're saying. It leaves so a like mess residue, when you eat with your hands. Residue okay. is the sugar that's left over when you shovel Cinnamon Toast Crunch out of the box. Okay, that's so the h- shit that how gets do you left feel then about then how do you feel about things like Cheetos? I don't eat Cheetos. Or Doritos. I don't eat Doritos. None, no, of, I, none of those I prefer, snacks, because those I mean, are so I'm much eating, worse. If I'm eating Doritos, I'm eating Cool Ranch, which leaves rather rather little amounts of residue uh, in comparison <laughs> I, to the look, original. I'm I'm sensing some inconsistency, and I no, don't like it. No, no, no. Okay? I don't think I know I, what you're talking look, about. We need to hold you to account sure. here, because you've got a problem with, with finger residue, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You don't like it to the point where you don't eat Cheetos. Yeah. How did you open this recording today eating the number one finger residue food in the United States, meaning wings? You were eating wings. You had blue cheese. <laughs> you had a blue cheese disaster. And then you come on 43 minutes later and have a problem. Oh, oh, I don't do finger residue. This is the bullshit lie. I got that, one that word for you. When you I get involved in the campaign. Shut up. I got one word for you. <laughs> one word. Fork. Fork. Were they boneless? Boneless. Were they boneless, boneless. or you eat a bone in They're basically oh. chicken tenders. Okay. Oh. Tendies. Fork. Okay. Why didn't you specify boneless wings when you Because I don't want to seem like you started talking about wings. <laughs> yeah, those That's aren't right. even wings. Yeah. You Come see, on. Kevin, I, I knew that if we pushed on this, if we pushed just the right spot hard <laughs> enough, we would get him to break. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying uh, I'm a perfect person by any stretch of the imagination. I have flaws. <laughs> I've done I've done d- despicable things, you know. <laughs> but uh, but this is one thing I'm I'm gonna stand strong on. I mean, I think boneless wings are. Are a, are a decent alternative to regular wings if you're in a bind and you need something to uh to you know be quick and you know you uh, relatively uh, residue free because you eat them with a fork. I, if you look at my tier a, list, yeah. if you look at my tier list of all the cereals, you'll see that I mean most of the cereals I like are are just completely residueless. Sure, you'll get a little <laughs> bit of sugar on your hands maybe, but but like they're fairly clean. Yeah, yeah. they're fairly clean. Fuck, man, I I can't deal with cinnamon toast crunches residue, and that, I mean that that has to have been in the back of my head, you know, subconsciously as I as I decided to give it a B. I was just like, that is the when you're talking about cereal residue, <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch is is literally the first thing you think of. It's S tier residue, that, definitely. If we're making a if we're making a residue tier list, that's fucking S tier. Isaac had a really good suggestion in the chat about cereal liquid tier list because that's a completely different thing like you can have a mediocre cereal that leaves mm. a really good liquid after yeah and then probably vice versa that's true uh, and that would be interesting nobody's nobody's done this one and and i think somebody should it's not a bad idea at all to be honest 
I mean, most people would no. go with like a chocolatey cereal, I imagine, like Cocoa Puffs, mm-hmm. I guess. But I don't, I don't know. I don't really like drinking chocolate milk in the morning out of a bowl. Is that just me? Don't Did, don't they sell this now? Isn't this a thing where they'll? What? Am I wrong? Where there is like cereal milk that you can buy? It's just the milk. Oh, and it's there's flavored, definitely a like, flavor. Um, God, is it is it like a Fruity Pebbles milk or something? That sounds nasty. Because that has Fruity Pebbles milk is famous for being kind of what it is. There's nothing quite like it. Uh, and I'm. Oh, I'm fairly sure that's a flavor of milk. Fruity, fruity pebbles, pebbles milk. milk. All right. I looked it up. This does exist, or, or at least fuck? it did, and maybe it went out of business. But I see frosted flake cereal milk, yeah. cinnamon crunch cereal milk, and some sort of peanut butter cereal milk. I what? don't know if it still exists, but it Good. did at one point. I wonder if you just chug it. That's gross, <laughs> or, dude. Or, I think you'd sip it I don't, like whiskey. Am I the only person that pours a reasonable amount of milk into the bowl and doesn't go overboard with it? Like I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here with a with a full bowl of milk afterwards that I have to like pick the bowl up with my hands and sip it. That just it just seems like a waste. Are you refilling it? Are you putting more milk in it constantly? No, no. I mean, typically, typically what I'll do is I'll, I'll I'll start with the cereal, right, and then I'll pour some milk in, and then if I need more, I'll pour more milk in. But like I'm not a guy who wastes milk, and that's good. Those are that's like some good calcium and vitamin D that you're throwing away if you leave some in the bowl. Were you disappointed that your PS4 didn't run Cyberpunk 2077 very well? Sumeto Media is about to further crush your gaming dreams. Because if I said it then, I mean it now. It's like I don't take back anything I said about Cyberpunk 2077's expectations. If you're upset because it's not running well on your PS1, get a better system. Like, that's it. I'm not, I'm not apologizing for that. I'm sorry. That's a totally acceptable thing to say to a PC gamer. Hey, your hardware is not up to spec. Get something better. And yet when it comes to consoles, it's like, oh, you expect me to just have money for a PS5? It's only been eight years. Like, no, step your game up. (laughs) If you care about this video game enough to bitch about it online, play it properly. What are you fucking stupid? Imagine complaining. Imagine complaining that you hated the visuals on Avatar. And you're like, yeah, man, it just looked uh, like so much dog shit on my 480p projector at my grandma's. Like, you didn't experience it the right way. That's your fault. The, sorry, the, the oh, it's only been eight years thing is very funny because <laughs> it's true. I, I have seen a lot of people uh, complaining about having to get a new console. And it has been like nearly a decade uh, since the last one. It's like you couldn't scrounge together like 50 bucks a year it's ridiculous man <laughs> idubs jumped into the unknown at exactly the right time to talk about leafy's ban from youtube and how we all should approach a more heavily regulated future on the platform and the fursona question that went poorly let's talk about your best friend in the entire world his name is leafy oh yeah is, that's uh, a good start man i start love this that. we're getting straight into just, the good shit okay into it. yeah what happened to your best um, friend who, whose video, uh, you know, you had a video that got removed about him. Now he's been removed. What, what, what's going on there? Yeah, it turns out YouTube doesn't like sort of uh, vitriolic content on their website. That's a big surprise. It's not like they haven't been telling us that for years and years. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, I tend to like the sort of, uh, what do you call it, wild west of content, sort of like, you know, anarchy post whatever you want, kind of no repercussions. It's really cool. But 
not super realistic when it comes to a you know a big business like YouTube, whose primarily primary goal is to make money. So, for anybody who hasn't followed along closely on this, Leafy was a content creator a long time ago and made a lot of videos that uh, he, he kind of he kind of ripped on people. That was his thing. Uh, and then he just, he just dipped, um, you know, took off from YouTube. And, uh, one of the best content cops that, that, uh, iDubs made was a takedown of Leafy, an examination of Leafy rather than a takedown because a takedown might, you know, might sound too strong. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. And Leafy kind of dipped off the scene for a while. And there's this meme going around, uh, I think it was, I think uh, Ethan Klein, I think H3 said, you know, you know, imagine Leafy coming back and trying to exist in today's YouTube climate. Well, he did for a very short while, and uh, he made quite a few videos on Pokimane, like 10 or 12, and some of them had some elements that, that violated the YouTube terms of service. And just last week, his channel of about 5 million subscribers was was completely obliterated by the YouTubes. And, and that catches us up uh, to this discussion of the landscape. Now you said vitriol, where does, where does, like, how, how do you, how do you define the vitriolic content? How do you define it? I don't know. I'd, I'd probably have to remind myself of the exact definition of vitriol, but essentially, you know, ripping on people. I think YouTube posted a, uh, sort of a rule update that gave very clear examples of the type of things that they don't want to see. And, you know, it's not just, you know, criticizing other people, you know, it's, it's making fun of like intrinsic attributes. I made fun of it in one of my videos. I had said, uh, one of the examples was like calling a person, a disgusting creature, look at this disgusting creature's face, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very reminiscent of the, of the video I made on Leafy. It was like very kind of offensive and, you know, made fun of characteristics that he couldn't, you know, prevent, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like it was a very fair critique or anything like that. It was just to bully. That was like the whole point. So, you know, when you say things like that, you kind of got to, I think at this point, expect that YouTube isn't going to like that. We talked about that with John Swan a couple months ago because John made a video uh, criticizing Susie Liu uh, for uh, what he said were false copyright uh, claims, um, just a kind of a, a litany of of problems. But in that whole thing, he uh, mentioned mentioned a part of her face that I, I won't, I, I can't use the word. I can't use the word, but it's it's above the eyebrows and below the the hairline, that entire area. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he just, you know, mentioned something about like one line like that and, uh, his video got killed and he took that line out and, and re-uploaded and, you know, it was good. Uh, the video still stands. It's almost 2 million views now. Uh, but that was another one of those cases where, uh, just, just pointing out some, uh, physical characteristic, for example, is, is going to get your video shut down at this point. Was the leafy content yeah. cop taken down because you made fun of his chin? Like specifically, do you think? <laughs> was that it? I, I mean, yeah. It, there's a, probably a lot of other stuff that I said in the video, but I mean, it was mainly like, I don't know, the whole video was bullying. That was like kind of the point. Um, and yeah, I think it was just making fun of the way he does things, the chin, whatever else. 
And uh, I think the chin was primarily it. You can look at every other content cop or video critiquing people that I've made, and you'll find that none of those were removed because I largely don't make fun of people's, you know, physical characteristics that they can't help. Why was it the leafy one? It's like, it's pretty obvious, I think, by this point. So what was your reaction when they did take it down? Were you just like, yeah, I guess so? Yeah, I mean, I I made a a brief video mentioning it. it was like in the opening of the video. And it was like, yeah, it's like, what are you going to do? Of course, they've removed the video. I like I don't I honestly like I don't mind at this point because I'm not uh, really banking on like that type of content. I knew it was very offensive at the time. And, you know, now I have other stuff that I could, uh, you know, make instead, which is it feels really good. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see other. Uh, content cops being removed in the future. And I, I can't say that it would really be too surprising, right? Because right now they're they're honing in on this idea of criticizing people for physical characteristics or characteristics that they can't help. And that makes sense. What you'll notice is that most commentators choose not to criticize that stuff because society as a whole has deemed that to be an irresponsible or stupid thing to criticize someone over. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's why you see, you know, I mean, really, most commentators are just going to commentate about people's decisions or actions. And that's going to be it because we've decided that that's OK and good. Uh, but, you know, it's funny that me making fun of Leafy's chin is going to be removed before videos uh, about the N word. Right. But that's going to be the next one. Right. Because that's still offensive. Um, so it'll just keep going, but it's not, it's not like what people say, I think with the whole slippery slope thing, or it sets a scary precedent. It's like, it's not a scary precedent. It's exactly what's expected. It's going to keep happening. If you want to continue to make that content and or support that content, just fuck it. Like if you think there's actually an audience for it, you have to go on Patreon or Gumroad or one of these websites that'll allow you to make it without uh, fear of losing your, you know, ability to make it. Yes, we do have one more question for you. And it's a question that uh, we ask all of our guests these days. Yeah, I noticed that. I I watched that in one of the previous ones. What is my persona? Is that what you're going to ask? What is your persona? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, probably big old sweaty nutsack. (laughs) That's it? Yeah, that's my persona. (laughs) Nothing else? What what else is it? Wearing a top hat or anything? Oh oh, I forgot they add details, don't they? Yeah, with like a cute little bow tie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe my uh, maybe I uh, I don't know, got stinky breath, something like that. So I, I start all my conversations with "How do you do?" <laughs> is that is that what the persona thinks all about? My arch nemesis is. Uh, I don't know. Give me some help here, fellas. Your arch nemesis? Well, are you guys persona? Why are you asking this question if you guys aren't even... What are your personas? Let me ask that. No, that's not how this works. What the fuck? What are you going to announce it in the final episode? All right, guys, we're closing it down. You've always wanted to know what our personas are. Here it is. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. That's that's the last episode of the Create Unknown, and then it turns out it was all just a dream. <laughs> um. Okay. So nutsack with a top hat and a not uh, a top hat, a bow tie. Uh, 
Oh, 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 bow tie. Like Ms. Yeah. Pac-Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to have a little mustache, too? A little pedo stash? Yeah, that's a great idea. You guys down a Google Doc yeah. or a, like a spreadsheet or something? Yes, we have we have people to do that for us. <laughs> no, that's a good idea. Glozell lent her camel milk experience in a quest to tell us all about how not to manage money. And oh my god, the leeches. It sounds like <laughs> such an LA thing to me. Like yes. and that and is that how that goes when you're in those circles? Eventually right. you've done all the things and like somebody introduces you to something like leeches and you're like, yes. Well, I gotta try that. He's like, oh my gosh, if you try putting 14 karat gold all over your body, I have not. Girl, where do you get that? Well, (laughs) like, why do I need gold on my body? What? It makes no (laughs) sense now when I'm like, I need food, you know? I use gold, you know, in my crack. You know, like, why I need, I didn't need that. (laughs) Did you, did you do that? Did you put gold on your body? Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. Oh my gosh. So, I'm, I'm good okay. so how does this happen? Do you do you do you go like strip down to your underwear and then cover yourself in gold leaf for half an hour? Yes, or longer. <laughs> and I've been in oxygen chambers. So it's just so amazing what the Singleton Foundation is doing because it's taking people, especially hopefully before they get to the outrageous things, because I mean, that's what you want to do. You with people who are outrageous and you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. And at one point you are the Joneses. So you coming up with crazy things that your friends want to do. You know, I was like, oh, let's go get let's just drink camel milk. OK, let's go get that. OK, like <laughs> Why? Because everybody else drinks cow milk. We don't drink no cow milk. Or some almonds. Who want milk an almond? But let's get a camel. You know what I'm saying? That's $30 a bottle. And the bottle's oh like gosh. this big. You know? And let's take a bath in it. Iggy is one of our absolute favorite YouTubers and social media personalities. And the first thing you really need to know about Iggy lore is uh, uh, the, the school shooting problem. Okay? And after that, we get to his freestyle TCU rap. And you mentioned you mentioned the the Oregon thing. Uh, if if anybody listening doesn't know exactly what what happened there, can you give a really brief summary? Certainly. So basically, I'd kind of been a little bit of a pariah on 4chan due to the fact that I was on there a lot, and I used I you know I identified myself, which was a kind of against the 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 culture. You know, it's an anonymous thing. But yeah. due to certain things that had happened over a couple of years' time, I had began identifying myself. And so eventually people just got really sick of me. They felt that I was just kind of, you know, I didn't, I wasn't uh, in tune with the right kind of culture. And so we kind of had a little spat and I sort of went my uh, separate way. But following that, I went on a road trip to, you know, sightsee and things like that. And I ended up going out to the West Coast, uh, the, the Northwest. And while I was out there, I uploaded a video telling people, oh, I'm out here right now. Uh, so if anybody re- remembers me for 4chan, you know, I'm kind of lonely. So if you want to hang out and get lunch or whatever, just hit me up. And the next day uh, in Oregon, there was a shooting at a school. And the person who had allegedly been the perpetrator had posted on 4chan saying, I'm out here, I'm going to do this. And there was a, uh, a quote that has been sort of, uh, it's infamous now of like, some of you guys are all right, don't go outside tomorrow and stuff like or whatever it is. You know, some of you guys are cool, don't go outside tomorrow. And so uh, all of a sudden, boom, the shooting goes on immediately. Somebody sends in a tip. Oh, there was this post on this on 4chan immediately. Like, okay, 4chan guy in the Northwest 
Uh, so they start putting right. things together. And then, I, of course, I had this YouTube where I'm talking about all kinds of things that sound like I'm a crazy, antisocial, you know, isolated, <laughs> a loner, radicalized by the memes and whatever else. And so people put this together. They're like, oh, I bet they would totally believe that he did it. And just as like a fun thing, you know. And uh, yeah, they did. They immediately, you know, it was just like, whoop, you know, instantly. Uh, and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize it because I had woken up that day and I was getting an oil change on my car before I went back to the second half of my road trip. And I opened 4chan to read some things and I pull it up on my phone. And it's just like picture of my face, picture of my face, picture of my face, picture of my face. And it's just like all across the whole site. And I'm like, something is not right. Something is not right here. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't realize it hit the news until because I didn't have any social media. And then I opened up my phone. And the only thing I used was Snapchat. And I opened up my Snapchat. And all of a sudden, I had like 100 new friend requests. And I started accepting them. And it's Fox News. And it's New York Times. And they're all trying to like, they're sending me Snapchats like, hey, can you like snap me back? Are you alive? Or did you kill people today? And I'm like, you know, all this stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's basically what happened. I didn't do it. I was sort of blown up uh, for a minute until people realized that it wasn't me. And then it all kind of died down. But it was sort of like this this big spotlight, this national spotlight that I that sort of like, you know, was my first big exposure. Uh, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's the kind of uh, ultimate wrong place, wrong time combination of like 17 different factors that result in something really bizarre. I mean, you mentioned, look, I, I think it's safe to say that nobody wants to open their phone go to 4chan and see a dozen pictures of themselves. Like this is definitely going to go badly if this happens to you. (laughs) But what, what happened like in the, what was the aftermath like on that? Well, actually the way that I handled it was uh, following everything. I still had all those people added on Snapchat and they still were continuing to message me. They wanted to have me be in the newspaper. They wanted to get the scoop for me. Oh, how did this go? And my reaction to them was uh, I, I basically cussed them out. I'm like, you're out here. You're saying I did all this awful stuff. You don't even know who I am. You don't know anything about me. And now you want me to give you a story that's going to get your your paycheck for the week or whatever. You're getting your you're getting something yeah. for you. I'm getting nothing, you know, except maybe like a few minutes of uh, like I'm not complacent. I'm not I'm not involved with the what you're running. I'm not with that. I'm not going to give you anything. Don't talk to me. Don't don't just just you know. I basically cut the line. Now I actually did. There was a couple couple of guys who were more sympathetic to what I had gone through uh, from like Storyful and like something else. Who actually I did continue to talk with them like on the phone from time to time for some months afterwards. Just kind of like getting some. They were kind of giving me some life advice and things like that. So that was all right. That was a, that was pretty decent, I guess. And because you have such a unique talent for freestyling, uh, (laughs) I was hoping perhaps you would be open to the idea of doing an ad read for this episode of The Create Unknown as a freestyle. I would be extremely happy to do that. So you want me to just get right to it? Just go right in off the top of the dome? Yeah, the stage is yours. All right. All right, hold up. Okay. (laughs) All right, this is your boy, Egg White. You know we're checking it in, you know we keep it hotter than the skillet, I know that you feel it. Oh, I'm talking about the realest, let's get it. All right, Ooh, ooh, 
I'm out here on Create Unknown, you know, listening to it through your phone, headphones in your home, boy, you know we put you in your zone, uh, go and throw the dog a bone, uh, throw the girl, she get a gone, uh, yeah, you know that we've been on, uh, for a couple hours long, ooh, yeah, a couple hours strong, ooh, yeah, my words, I got that ping pong, yeah, they got that bounce, oh, yeah, they got at least a pound, not an ounce, kilogram, you know that I am the man, me and Kevin, yeah, we're gonna jam, me and Tador, I mean Tabor, you know we never bore, never, you know that when we shoot, we score. Ooh, we're on top of the board. Yeah, ooh, running the points up. I might be thumbing them joints up. Yeah, talking about the paper. Ooh, we cannot see a hater. Nah, boy, you try us, we'll annihilate you. Yeah, we're talking through logic and facts. Yeah, you know we kicking it like a kickback. Yeah, you know I feel like a pimp named Slickback. Ooh, yeah, what else? Oh, you know you ought to tune in ASAP. If you haven't been listening, boy, you better listen now and lately and yesterday and today and tomorrow, boy. You, if you don't got enough dollars for the Patreon, $2, boy, you better borrow. Uh, It shouldn't have much interest, but we got a lot of interest in everything that we do. So you better listen in on YouTube. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that was Thank amazing. You. Sonichu, occupying the body of Christine Weston Chandler, explained everything about the upcoming dimensional merge. And her Twitter followers know that th that merge began a few weeks ago. Sonichu has had a hell of a run on the internet and gave us the best three-second highlight in the history of the Create Unknown. I'd love to get a sense of what's next for you, like in terms of your projects. I know that you mentioned that you're looking into getting your books published, which sounds like a really big project. Uh, what else is going on? Wh what are you thinking about creating next? What are your, what are your goals? Well, obviously, we're, uh, obviously, we're continuing the book series. It's still a continuous and, you know, never going to reboot my, never going to reboot our series, never going to reboot our lives because your boot is just like, you yeah. That's the, that's the fun thing about uh, C197. Uh, the uh, development, the growing rate is uh, varying depending on individual. And, and it's even more depending on those who chronicle us. If uh, they may, I mean, we typically would age around as normal, if not as slower age rate. But depending on the creator, we can either really age slow or age normal or normal in your, ter in your terms or fast uh, but essentially yeah and see one nice seven lisa simpson is an adult and she's and she's been running for president against uh <laughs> herbert garrison who's donald trump's self counterpart there who's gonna win from so south who do you think Park? is gonna win uh lisa simpson's gonna win lisa is that simpson what the polls is say or is that what you think oh, wait, wait wait hold on lisa simpson is joe biden and mr garrison is donald trump i'm not saying that biden is Gar is uh, Lisa's counterpart oh, at all. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But I see. I mean, post-dimension merge anyway, she will be the president of the merged dimension of the United States post-merge anyway, so that's kind of a... That's a bit... That's a fade thing right there that, you know, I mean, I think I don't... I shouldn't be giving too many spoilers, but, I mean, Matt Groening already pretty much gave that spoiler, you know, that future episode. Mm -hmm. There's right. that. That's one spoiler I could definitely indulge in thing y'all know about, but, can you give us another spoiler? It doesn't have uh, to be a serious one. It can be anything. Like, what's something that, <coughs> excuse me, what's something that we would never expect that we're going to get after the merge? Is there anything cool? Yeah, let me wrap it up a little bit. I'm not giving you a sponsor or anything, but eh, thank you. <laughs> know, a, I like, oh, cool. I like Is that the, good? Yeah. I've I wanted like to try the plastic, it. The, reclo the reclosable tab. There's a plastic, I learned today, there's a plastic thing underneath that huh. literally keeps it sealed. So, you know, when you close it, it closes that seal. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
Huh. Anyway, so Narsuk is something That else. was a can of Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel, uh, by yeah. the way. Yeah, just for our, our listeners. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Is there actually, is there anything that is too scary to tell us? Like, are there things that, you know, that you really don't want that, that nobody else can know? Is there a, a burden of holding those things in? Among which, yes, but in the, in the end, everybody's going to continue living in a, <laughs> continuing living in a good healthy coexistent type of lifestyle except now it'd be like between you know regular normal people who previously were considerably regular by this dimension standards but in the post-merge you're gonna find better heightened abilities especially amongst the content creators authors writers otters authors otters and authors (laughs) (laughs) but but you see my you see my point everybody's gonna have increased abilities post-merge sure so yeah, there's that, there's that one. But also, in also later on, we're gonna have like a mighty, powerful force that comes from another galaxy that we're gonna end up uh, having to face together to help defend this planet from. But that's hold up for another kettle fish right there that I'm not gonna go too much into. But, but hey, it sounds like to, it's gonna be a wild ride. Yeah, but yeah, hey, everybody will get to meet like Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent, Tony Stark. Hey, Captain America, they get they get inside Kim Possible, Mario, everybody, everybody get to meet everybody can have a chance to cross paths, meet their favorite their favorite OCs and FCs and even their own respective OCs and you know, even go to Equestria or other planet on on an ease and so forth. So that'd be that's, that's definitely awesome. gonna be good. Odd guy, also known as Easy Peasy, uh, was really our first truly controversial guest. His episode is a must listen if you haven't heard it already. He speaks for Encyclopedia Dramatica, so he's got a unique perspective on where we draw the line for making fun of people or not at all. So we, we just talked about, you know, big things and and kind of general things. Yeah. Uh, what about a specific scenario? So, you, you know, Kevin's entry wasn't wasn't bad. You know, no. it, it really was was. Uh, yeah, we didn't have there, there's no basis for any of it. My yeah, mustache right, is right. bad. And so somebody just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I recognize that. You think I don't know that? I know that. It, there's nothing in it that that warranted, uh, you know, mm-hmm. getting a hard time about whatever. Yeah. It's just a goofy, yeah, yeah. goofy thing, right? But um, what if an individual is really affected by the the criticism and the ribbing that they're getting? So if it is on that that Ethan Klein level, where you load up the page and the first thing you see is, uh, you know. If, a naked butt being made fun of, which by the way, it's not like, uh, that was an iPhone hack and a leak. Yeah. He he posted posted those photos himself and, you know, now it's being used against him on that page. Uh, but, um, this is one person kind of experiencing a fair bit of misery so that however many people, uh, on, on the internet Mm -hmm. can laugh about it. What's the calculus there? Like at, at what point is that not okay? Well, where is it always okay if if one person is laughing at one other person? Is that uh, you know is that weird? Or is it is it okay when it's a million people laughing at one? Okay, well, there's uh, there several different ways to think about it. Some people used to view it or still view it that uh, that troll communities generally only really go after uh, the the degenerates, so to speak, people who sort of have it coming. They don't. Go- the mechanophiles. Yeah, the mechanophiles. <laughs> like, again, Kevin's article is 
no one's going to read that and have a lesser opinion of Kevin. They're going to, ah, that's fine. They're, they're right. making fun of Kevin a little bit. The, if he had done something worth making fun of, that article would be a lot larger. And there would be a reason for it to be a lot larger because he had done something to warrant it. The the articles are consequences of people's behavior. We might may hyperbolize, but we rarely randomly make things up. Everything on them on these articles are things that we believe are, if not likely to be true, are possible to be are possible to be true, or that if we to, we were to write them, someone w- would read and think that's not true. That's just bullshit. That is clearly a joke. The worse person you are, the more critical the article about you is going to be. But that is completely a consequence of things that you've done. So, again, if I weren't, if we weren't to make these pages, someone else on some other place on the internet would still be making fun of someone for their behavior. If you don't want to be made fun of on the internet for things that you do, don't do things that people will make fun of you for. That's really all it is. People have this desire to, I guess, partially overshare, partially not realize that the internet is still a real place. There are people on the other side of that screen and they are critical of you and your behavior that when you put something on the internet, unless no one saw that and you deleted it immediately, they can still find it. When you go onto the, onto the to Twitter and say something like, uh, for example, general example, not anyone, uh, not anyone specific, you say something like, uh, I molested my sister and now everyone knows. And then people bring that up to your face over and over for the rest of your life. Uh, you chose to molest her and uh, you chose to publicly share that. So, uh, the onus is on you, I would, in my opinion. And is there any kind of, uh, what do they call it, uh, the right to be forgotten, where people have sued to try to get their names erased from Google searches and things like that? Is there any element of that that's appropriate? I know it's a, that's a hard question. Because, you know, on one hand, you, I'll say this, if what you've done is big enough, is horrible enough, people will will not forget you. It doesn't matter if you if you can get a few people to stop talking about it. If you went ahead and stabbed some guy and then you went to jail and you got out, people will look up your name and they'll find out that you stabbed some guy. The person who sued yeah, yeah. Google and asked for the right to be forgotten, the thing he wanted off of the internet is that he, I think, got arrested for not paying a parking ticket or something. It was some sort of traffic violation. Okay. If he had simply <laughs> not made a big deal about it, he would have been forgotten because no one cares. Yeah. You will be forgotten yeah. if what you, you did is not worth remembering. You will not be able to silence that, every the, single is person. Is that the Streisand effect? That yeah, is the Streisand, Streisand effect. Is that what they call it? By the way, Streisand effect is, uh, yeah. is trending on Twitter right now because of the Biden thing. Because, oh. And that's a great example because there's, I'm not going to get into details so, you, so your podcast doesn't get banned, but a political article was posted on the <laughs> New York Times and both Twitter and Facebook are trying to delete it from existence oh, yeah. under the auspices of a variety of excuses. But that is the only thing on my timeline. I cannot get away from it. I was not even going to read the article. I just retweeted it without looking at it. And I kept seeing it so fucking much that I ended up like saying, okay, that I, ended up, I heard a weird sound. Craig had to come back. Okay. Yeah. So that I ended up saying, okay, fuck it. If I'm going to keep seeing this on my timeline, at least I should read it. If there wasn't this big of a controversy, I would have never even bothered to look at it. The more yeah. you try to get rid of something, unless you have an unbelievable amount of power or unless that is something that virtually no one cares about, you will not be able to make 
it go away. The more on, the only thing you'll do is draw more attention to it. The best thing you can do when people make fun of you is not to acknowledge it. Do not bring it up. Do not go on Twitter and p- make vague posts about, hey, some guy wrote something about me on the internet. Because if you write that, people who follow you on Twitter will go out and look and try to find what is it that someone said about you. If you had never mentioned it, no one would know that there is something to look for. And Psychic Pebbles continues to be an amazing guest, probably because of the life advice you're about to hear. And as a bonus, we get Because I Bitcha. The great reality is if you put the emails off for like a day or two, and then you respond to like five emails or ten emails or whatever the fuck it is in one day, then those ten emails respond back, and then it's like you got to do it all over again. It's a never-ending... Did you have that where it's like, all right, you put it off one day and you, you feel good about yourself because you knocked out like 15 emails in a day and then all 15 emails respond with something else. And it's like, it's <laughs> never ending. It's like a bucket of water outside of a sinking ship, you know? The only winning move is is not to play. Yeah, yeah, to quit all of this and go 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 be a painter in the middle of Illinois and delete all of your social media. That's That's the only way to win. Go start a painting business in the middle of Illinois and raise, impregnate some beautiful... 26 year old and they have 15 children with her it's the only way to really be happy in this fucking horrible world we live in wait, wait. hi 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 easter eggs around your 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 fucking thirty thousand dollar house is a 10 bedroom because you're in illinois uh why uh why is illinois to you like the most desolate I don't, place just to be, iowa Earth. anywhere colorado anywhere in the middle of the country flyover country go there and buy again buy a thirty thousand dollar house but it's 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 a 15 bedroom and you got 15 kids, and you have Easter egg hunts, and they go, Daddy, Daddy, I think... They run, and they pick one up, and you go, ah, you tussle their hair. And you're not thinking about emails or fucking subscribers or or Keemstar or Pro Jared. You're just looking at the the, the happiness in your son's eye, the genuine love of so family. This is, this is your escape plan. You've thought about this. Yeah. This is oh, I'm out of here, dude. I'm, I'm out of here. Are you kidding me? This sucks. You're going to raise children. Are you nuts? <laughs> So, I don't like waking up at reason, fucking 4 p.m. <laughs> one of the reasons I wake up at 5 in the morning is because the neighbor has a bull that the, this this bull bleats really loudly. I, I don't know if it's called bleeding when it's a, a male. Um, a bull? Like, what do you mean? Ah. Like, like a, you mean a bull? Yeah. Yeah, like male cow bull. Uh, and that kind of wakes me up. And so I've got like half of what you just described. <laughs> um, you know, I don't have any of the kids, but I, I feel like now I should, I should go talk to, talk to Mora and be like, look, we should, we should have kids. And it's not because I want kids. I just need to it's stop. Not, it's not because I like you. I just want the kids. Yeah. I just want the, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's wait, pro wait. Jared all the time in my head. I can't Matt, stop. You and have only it. one solution to this. <laughs> you, you you already do this with the Easter. Uh, Zach's making fun of the the Easter baskets and the and the Easter eggs. You I already not, do I this. Love that. I, I, <laughs> genuinely, do this. I genuinely love the Easter. I want that in my life. No, he forces oh, he forces his uh, his lady friend to give him an Easter basket. He gets up at five a.m. He's eating vegetables yeah. and, 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 and turkey and whatever else, and he's got a bowl next door, and he has Easter egg hunts. Yes, I want this guy's life. Let's do a body swap. Let's switch. Let's trade. It must be 20 years where I've, I've, you know, woken up on Easter morning to, uh, yeah, really nice Easter basket. I've never had one of the hunts for eggs. Um, but, but yeah, I got, uh, I like black jelly beans a lot. And so like I, I usually get a bag of the licorice jelly beans and, and, uh, some mini eggs and stuff like that. Now, do you get those took, big yeah. ridiculous chocolate rabbits that you bite into the fucking ear that's hollow? Do you get those things every year? 
I used to, I used to, when I was a kid, I did, especially, you know, the, uh, Palmer is a company that makes those hollow rabbits too. And I, I came to resent Palmer as, as a company for, <laughs> Oh, you that... think it's a scare because they, the inside's hollow and it's not full of chocolate. Yeah. I did see one at CVS yesterday that was on clearance because it's past Easter and it was hollow, but it was huge. Like this rabbit was easily two feet. And I think the weight was like two and a half pounds. So that, as far as hollow chocolate rabbits go, was really cool. But all the little ones are just awful. <laughs> this is what adulthood is. It's talking about the, the size and the girth and the weight of a chocolate rabbit at CVS. <laughs> For all you kids out there, this is adulthood right here. Easter egg hunts and wake up at 5 a.m. And the, the absolute size, the incredible size of a hollow Easter bunny. That's <laughs> all we have left. Yeah. It's all downhill from here. I think we need goals. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goals. See, if I if my goal was to eat that whole chocolate rabbit, I would have I would have been if I had seen that rabbit, I probably would have been bummed out because I would have thought I'd never buy that rabbit. Someone's gonna buy that rabbit. I'm not gonna What do you what no seriously who do you think does buy those two those giant gigantic two two pound <laughs> rabbits? Who's buying that? Um, I think you could give them to a gaggle of children and just say like, "Hey, you four kids, why don't you split this big rabbit?" But, just let it, just let them take it apart like a zombie movie. Just let them have to destroy yeah, it. It's like, <laughs> like Night of the Living Dead three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just unleash them on out it. its intestines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I personally want to thank you for including the breastfeeding scene because <laughs> I was, was... that's what I was just going to mention. I, that's <laughs> what exactly were you going to say I about it? Going. I was going to say that, that I wanted to, Zach to know that he has created unknowingly the funniest thing in the world to you, Matthew Tabor. And that's, <laughs> and that's, that's, the, that's the Because I Bit You video, uh, which you yes. uh, showed yeah. at the Gremlo art show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to address it. About it this I, took the, I took that video down. People think I took it down because like adults went bought it. I took it down because it was a contest video. And I was like, I, I just hate having mm. contest videos that are like, where you watch it, it's like the contest ends in March 2013. It's like, uh, it just drives me nuts. I wouldn't mind re uploading it somewhere, but I took that video down and I was like, you know what, that that was too funny to for it to go to waste. So I, I thought I would repurpose it, and that's the story behind that. That's me being a hack, but um, uh, well, I want to tell you what it's done for me and how it's affected, yes, yes. how it's affected my life. Yeah, well, um, I, I was thinking about it this morning as I was having coffee before the sun was up. It was very nice. It's I'm not getting texts at that hour. Nothing's bothering me and I really have time to think. And so this is what I thought about. Um, when I, when I watched that, I absolutely exploded and I had to pause, I had to pause it and it was, it was 10 to 15 minutes of, of laughing until I was going to throw up. And I was telling Kevin on, on uh, Slack, you know, I'm sending him messages that are like full of typos because I can't even type properly uh, about how sick I'm getting about this. But then I've spent all the time since whenever, uh, whenever the lady asks me something, I respond with, yeah. Uh, I, I, if something comes up, you know, just in the kitchen, you know, the best response is, yeah, yeah. do you know why I had to punish you? Yeah. <laughs> um, at one point, she may have said that I was mentally ill and she didn't love me anymore. But I don't care. I don't care. Well, this I is mean, my tough love. And you, it feels you, very good. You did, you did have to punish her. It's tough love. You know what I mean? You can't, <laughs> you know. 
Wait, I, I want to hear. But, I want to hear Zach. You describe this video for people who haven't seen it exactly, like play the, by the, play. The scene from the pilot or the happens? original video that that uh, is now in the abyss. Both. So the original yeah, video. Both. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was doing, I was doing a, an art show contest and I thought, I was like, I, I can't just, I can't just put this out there as an art show. It's a little bit, I just feel weird about it. Logistically and logically, I shouldn't, it, it makes total sense to just put it. So I was like, I'll, I'll do a sketch before it. And, uh, I was walking around, uh, downtown of where I live. And I had that idea. And I was like, that's stupid. I, so I, I ran home and I recorded it. <laughs> And it just consists of this ugly, uh, horrible-looking character that's basically just a version of me, a warped, evil version of me, <laughs> and a big black void and a huge, gigantic void with a with a drone in the background. And he's sort of holding this thing by the back of the head. Uh, and clearly, you're cutting in the middle of a conversation that something's already happened. You're kind of cutting in the middle of the action. And this little baby has a big bruise on its head. And he says, it's just, it's just him saying, like, you know what, I had to punish you. Yeah, because you because you bit me because you were bad, and he goes, yeah, and so it's just a conversation between a lover's quarrel, perhaps, or it could be a father son father son sort of situation. I, I I think the favorite stuff to the favorite stuff to me is to make stuff and to know to, to know there's a story, but to not really know what's going on. Just I, I don't I don't even know what happened there. Like I really couldn't tell you. I made it. And I don't know exactly what the backstory of that video is. It's kind of up to everyone's interpretation. And I love that he has this big day, you know, do you want, are you It was his big day. Yeah, exactly. What happens? <laughs> he had a big day in the town. He had a big day in the town and something it's, in my head, in my head, something had a big day in the town and then he got too excited. He got too like uh, amped up and he bit him is, was what I think would happen. <laughs> he was like too jittery and amped up. That's kind of what I think happened. And how'd the bruise on the head happen? I think, I don't think it's even as malicious as him punching him or anything. I think he may have just dropped him in fear and he kind of landed. I mean, again, again, I, I, I couldn't tell you what happened. I don't know. I, I, I saw exactly what you guys saw. I cut it the same. You know what I mean? Like, I have as much information. It's like when you're walking down the sidewalk and you see like a couple fighting. And you're like, ooh, I wonder what started that. I always saw halfway in. I don't know. I think he dropped him. I just can't see him like hitting that kid as hard as he could or anything. Michael Cusack is hilarious and his animation talent is Absolutely stunning. But his alter ego, Lucas the Magnificent, is making a comeback on social media. I also need to ask you, before I forget, about the neckbeard character in episode yes. one. <laughs> because I lost it. I lost it at that character. Because it's such a trope online and has been for years. This, mm. like like doffing the fedora m'lady character um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i've never seen it in a show and i and i didn't realize i never saw it in a show until that character showed up wearing what like a tamagotchi necklace or something yeah uh, in yes. in episode one in the pilot of yolo crystal fantasy so I just yes. need to know everything about that character. I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to come back, if he's going to be like continually stalking Sarah or what. But I just need you to tell me everything you know about that character. I can tell you a lot about that character. His name is Lucas the Magnificent. And around 2014, <laughs> when I was getting into, uh, I was really into Sasha Baron Cohen at the time. I was on a big Sasha Baron Cohen kick. And I, I wanted to do like a character. So I came up with this character called Lucas the Magnificent, and I, I grow a really like shitty neck beard, 
I can't grow a good beard. So uh, <laughs> I grew out my um my beard and I shaved my mustache. So I had this this gross kind of uh like uh beard. And I, I bought a fedora off eBay for like a dollar and got some reading glasses. <laughs> and I made this character called Lucas the Magnificent. I, and you can find him on Twitter at Lucas the Magnif. And the whole idea with him was just to <laughs> um, just tweet the worst, most like abhorrent kind of uh, neckbeard tweets. He's just he's like this gamer that lives with his um, his mum, and he's like 23 and he's super into like Zelda and like like uh, uh, video games, like Let's Plays, like that, that type of thing. And uh, I was making him tweet a lot of Game Grumps at the time. Like, oh, please let me, please let me be a, a, a member on Game Grumps. I'll do anything. I'll do anything to be on Game Grumps. <laughs> so it was like that type of stuff. I remember like uh, doing that a lot. Uh, it was just like supposed to be a satirical character. I took a lot of pictures of myself with like daggers and like Nintendo 64 games and was like, you know, you can find it all on Lucas the Magnificent's Twitter. But the great, the funny thing about that was the girlfriend I was living it with at the time really hated it. Like she fucking hated that I was doing this. Like she was, she refused to go outside with me because I still had the because I did this over like a week or two where I was like getting all the pictures of me because I wanted to get like a million pictures so I could just save them up over like a year and release them over time. So I didn't always have to keep this beard. But even just like a week or two was too much for her. She refused to go outside with me like we we're gonna go to Woolworths for a grocery uh, shop once and she was like I'm not going out with you like that I was like what do you mean she's like I'm not going I will not be seen dead with you with that fucking neck beard it's like oh but it's for my it's for my character so like, I don't give a fuck about your character so yeah I was uh I was a bit of a loner on trying to do that one uh but the funny part about that Lucas the Magnificent is it actually got the attention of Zach Zach saw Lucas the Magnificent's tweets because I, I, as Michael Cusack, must have retweeted one of his and he was already following me because, you know, we're animation peers at the time. We weren't talking that much at all. But I I retweeted Lucas the Magnificent's tweet and Zach saw him and started being like, oh, this guy's real. Like, and no fault of Zach because I think, like, the whole point of Lucas the Magnificent was to try and make him as realistic as possible. So no one thought he was fake. Um... And I remember Zach messaged me and was like, oh, have you seen this Lucas the Magnificent guy? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he seems like a bit of a, a bit of a neck, nerd neckbeard. Like, we just talked about Lucas very briefly. And, uh, like, I just wanted to see how long I could keep it up for. I just want to see how long, like, I could do it. Because no one knew my face as Michael Cusack. So I was like, oh, I want to see if I can, this character can just, like, live for a while and no one can guess it's me. But after a while... People figured it out, you know, like there was an article like, is Lucas the Magnificent Michael Cusack? And then I'd get some tweets as Lucas the Magnificent where it's like, oh, you're obviously him. So it got found out and I don't really keep it a secret now, but I still use that account every now and again if I want to do some Lucas tweets. But uh, sorry, I got so off track on the on the or- the deep lore of the origin of Lucas the Magnificent. But uh, <laughs> that then uh, transitioned into YOLO because at the uh, around like... Two years after Lucas's birth, I was trying to figure out how to put him into some type of TV show that I was trying to develop. I was always just trying to develop projects like that. And he jumped from a few until he finally landed uh, in YOLO Crystal Fantasy as the Australian neckbeard that kind of just shows up every now and again. But he's also in um, in Smiling Friends on Glep's iPad, if you look close. When Alan says, Glep, did you take a paper clip? Like, he turns around to Glep. Um, you can see Lucas the Magnificent. Uh, is on the iPad. That's me actually doing a a video uh, when I was living with my girlfriend when I I had to do like videos like outside or when she was at work 
so she wouldn't because she fucking hated it. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was all it was all for the art. That's when you know it's good. Yeah, you have to you have to seclude yourself and if your and girlfriend's like, pissed off at anything you're doing, in I hiding. Think, yeah, I think you're on the right track. So yeah, never never let that <laughs> shit uh, make you not do something for sure. <laughs> and we finish with Happy Console Gamer giving us a rundown on just how to do it. And it's a perfectly positive note to end 2020 on. Tots, Dumpster Crew, Infantry, Babies, Creators, Space Cowboys, thank you. We had an amazing year and we're excited to kick off 2021. Thanks again. So I try to do three things when I do a video. First of all is number one, please myself. Play a game that I enjoy and really enjoy that experience or try to enjoy it. Uh, create a video that I think people would want to watch and do some editing that people would in- semi-enjoy. And think and also do a video that's going to reach a lot of people, you know, type of thing. I've done about a thousand videos, so I've, I've covered myself. So I want to have a video that does, does well, uh, type of thing. Uh, so I try to do all of those things, but I don't, you know, I, I'm very particular about what I play. I don't review Call of Duty games. I don't do that because I, I can't bring anything to that. That's irrelevant for me to do. There's a lot, I don't play Assassin's Creed games because I'm not really a big fan, but I know a lot of people love it. I'm not the guy to do that. So I, I think of what it is, I pick and choose very meticulously what I'm going to do. I actually, next to me, have a, a list for every month of the games that are coming out that I'm interested in. Not just every game, only the ones I'm interested in. So for this month, it's very, very simple. It's like four games, you know, uh, Trials of Mana, um, was it It was Resident Evil 3, Final Fantasy 7. And I think, oh, there was one game I thought it was this month. It's, it's for May. But uh, so it's about three games. That Those are the games I've been interested in for the month. So just picking and choosing, you know, type of thing. I, like, I, I don't get burnt out, though. I don't get, I don't go, oh, no, video games. I'll tell you, though, where I was. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Like, I, I, I escape into video games, not away from them. But I tell you, the one thing that does burn me out is playing games in a very tight review window. So I got the review code for Final Fantasy VII on a Thursday, and I was finished it on Saturday. And it was, and I, I, that was tw- a 24 hour playthrough, bare bones. No, I did a few quests uh, and all that. And I, I did play on uh, classic mode, which is, uh, is is easier. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm not trying to say it wasn't. Uh, but uh, I needed to, I needed to do the core game to see what it was all about uh, and all of that. So that, that burnt me out. I was near the end of the game and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm dying. This is like I my eyes are going square, or you know, it was it was really a little bit tough on that. So some of those can really kill me. I remember Fire Emblem was another one that did that to me. Uh, you know, that that killed me. Uh, doing that one. And my wife was away in uh, Italy at the time, and I was just me, and I was just like, like I was just doing like 14, 15 hour days playing it. It was, it was pretty tough. Yeah, but hey, I am not complaining. I'm playing a video game early. I'm not <laughs> complaining. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining, but I, I take it seriously to, to really, uh, to get through the stuff and to really give an honest impression. And I always give an honest impression, you know, but I'm playing Fire Emblem. I love Fire Emblem. It's a great Fire Emblem game type of thing. So, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's how I kind of do all of that stuff.